0: Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is MG Govia. I'm the Education and Outreach Liaison of okay one and you've pushed play on our podcast, Digging Deep. I appreciate you joining us this month. We are excited to be talking about quite a few things with a different industry partner. Um, when we talk about A1, we talk about our member companies those who own and operate underground facilities we talk about the locators the ones who are going to go out and mark those underground facilities so that an excavator can remain safe while working on that project but what about the behind the scenes person of a construction company Uh, not the safety director not the project manager not the one who's out in the field but the one who has to make sure everybody's doing everything the right and safe way for the company and so that's who I reached out to. And today we're joined by Alyssa Sims. She's with Kimball Mechanical Systems. And Alyssa, before we even get started, can you tell us a little bit about you and your role with the company?
1: Yeah, so I am with Kimball Mechanical Systems. As you said, I am, my official title is General Counsel. So that just means I'm the in house attorney for the company. And under that falls hit lines and eight one one. So it's just another piece of of something that I handle. I have a team that helps me handle that as well. Um, but we look into um, all the safety aspects, the legal aspects, and of course the inevitable claims when we do hit a line
0: outstanding and hopefully that doesn't happen too often um especially when the process is working the way it's supposed to but we'll dive into that as we go um so let's talk about the importance of a11 that's definitely where it all begins um little backstory for those who are listening um it all started with a phone call from you to me um talking about damages and what happened and we just looked at the process from beginning to when that damage occurred and so i know that is something that your company values and understands the importance of but can you kind of elaborate
1: on that yeah definitely i mean 811 is critical to our business um so kimball mechanical does electrical, plumbing, and HVAC work. So we are in the field digging for all of our electrical installs, all of our plumbing installs. Um, So, day in and day out, there is um, a multitude of excavations occurring, and um, occurring across a a multitude of states as well. So um, talking to you with ok 811 is great, and it's your process in Oklahoma is pretty similar to other states that we work in, too. And so that's great, too, that it's something that's a consistent process for our crews to to do and know that they can count on and have those lines marked for their safety before they go out and they stick a shovel in the ground. You know, they know what's there. So it's just really a crucial part of our business.
0: Absolutely. We've seen um, some marketing ads with different um, notification centers with other companies that promote A11 and one thing that we always say is don't dig blind. (laughs) Digging blind is asking for an accident and um, I'm glad to hear that your company made such an emphasis on understanding the importance of A11. Um, How big is your company with you having work around all these different states and stuff?
1: yeah so we have about 600 employees um and then also subcontractors in addition to that so pretty large and across um, quite a few different states um do a a considerable amount of work in oklahoma so um that's a that's a big piece of it for sure we're based in our home our headquarters is uh fayetteville arkansas
0: outstanding and i love arkansas i don't know if our listeners (laughs) know this yeah i don't know if our uh the listeners know that about me i was born in little rock Families out there, I'll be there next month to see my mom. Anyway, who cares? Um, but yeah, Arkansas is a great state. Um, so when it comes to the projects, um, A 11 is office is going to be hopefully the beginning of each project that you, you guys take care of. Um, is there like standards that you have? Is there pre excavation checklists? Is there uh, the opportunity to white line areas, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's it's one of the first steps. Um, you know we have a pretty methodical process when we are working on our homes. Um, you know a lot of times we're working for builders where we're doing an you know an entire subdivision for them. So we've got it mapped out. We're going through the schedule with them. You know there's a lot of timing that has to line up when you're doing construction work, um, and 811 is part of that process. So we've got to make sure that we're getting those calls in in the timely manner, um, giving ourselves and the utility companies enough time to get those lines marked, um, and completing the excavation within the window as well too um, or calling for a refresh if we need to so definitely a lot of timing goes into that but it's one of our first steps that we do is call 811 and we record that um, number on on our end we have a record of what our 811 call-in number is um and then before we dig all of our excavators um, complete a pre-excavation checklist and it's really pretty awesome um all of our excavators have an iPad and it walks them through the entire process and it's just really well done Um, and it's a step-by-step sheet where they put in have locates been called in for yes what's the locate number are the locates um, still valid when will they expire I mean so they're really having to put all of that information in just also serves as a double check to them that hey are we really good here Um, And then it walks them through taking pictures. So they take pictures pre-excavation, even kind of give some guidelines on on the best way to take the pictures, you know, make sure that there's certain markers in those that that we can refer back to. Um, And they also do have the ability, and many of them do um, use their iPad and just kind of can draw with their finger to mark out their planned excavation path. So we don't do, you know, Typically, we're not doing white lining with paint on the ground, but they will do that digitally on their iPad and mark out their path um, and then kind of go through the process. So, if they start their excavation um, and they do unfortunately have a hit, then it walks them through um, how to document that afterwards. And of course, they make the call in um, to notify that they have made the hit, they notify A11. They also notify back to us to our home office, and we get a detailed record of what happened. So really kind of a start to finish process with that. And then the check sheet is uploaded and um, is there to be saved for for future reference and can be used for training purposes and all sorts of things. So it's really a fantastic tool that we have.
0: Outstanding, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I hope that, um all excavation companies as big as yours or as small as that local landscaping company all take advantage of the opportunity to document everything Um, because when it comes to that claims process documentation is crucial Um, there's digging blind and then having nothing to support what happened those are the two things that i tell excavators constantly if the unfortunate happens, what are you going to say? Well, how can you show that it was truly an accident? Maybe it was a mistake on the locator side. Maybe it was a mistake on yours, but if you have nothing to say, then it's always going to be your mistake, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that you mentioned that you're not doing white lining. May I make a plea? to your guys Mm -hmm. to do it every once in a while. Um, Oklahoma is a state that uh, white lining isn't legally required. Um, There is some talk about the next wave of legislation that may include digital white lining. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be similar to what your guys are doing with the iPads currently. So instead of um, putting paint on the ground, being able to um, shrink um, the date site within the locate request, and that will be trans- uh, the, transmitted over to the utilities. So they can go, okay, this is specifically where they're digging and they can do it through mapping instead of uh, white paint. So hopefully that comes together. Um, that's a little in the future, hopefully closer than farther, but it is the next talks so when it comes to white lining. Um, but if they can white line, it improves the process. Cause I know uh, the next step is obviously getting response from the utilities, right? So they've done everything pre excavation checklist. They've made that call to put in the locate request. They were waiting the required time, uh, which in Oklahoma is a minimum of um, two business days, not kind of the date of excavation or notification. And so while they wait um, in Oklahoma, it's mandatory positive response, which means the utilities have to say, I've been there, I've marked, it's all clear there's an angry chihuahua and I can not get in the backyard, whatever the case may be, right? So they have to share that information. Um, When it comes to the positive response, um, are your excavators um, receiving and recording that um, at the field level, or is there somebody in between, like an office admin or something that's running all those projects for them?
1: Yeah, so that is happening at the field level because it's generally happening the day of that we're going out and we're ready to to dig on that day. Um, so we do a check to make sure that we have had the positive response, which by the way, we are huge proponents of, um, it's great that Oklahoma has taken that step to require that that positive response. Um, to have that answer from the utility of companies or whether they're there or not, is just really helpful um, mm-hmm. because there would be times when utility companies wouldn't respond. Um, and I feel like we're seeing a greater response now that that's mandatory. Um, but yes, so one of our field guys will check that in, that's usually the superintendent who's gonna double check that and make sure that we've received a response from all the utility companies. And then if we haven't, it is our practice to provide a second notice and you and that's I have been had in. conversations around the second notices, um, but that is our process to um, provide a second notice.
0: Absolutely. And the cool thing about Second Notice is here in Oklahoma, um, they are kind of a, it's a CYA move, excavators. It's totally a CYA move. Um, but it also helps out just showing, hey, I'm doing that extra due diligence. I'm giving you a courtesy notification that, hey, you didn't make it out in time. And it shows like where they have fallen behind. And um, we asked for some time um, for the locating partners to get out there. Um, but it's not a reset to the ticket. It's not another 48 hours. It could be the same day if your crew is on site. All those things are available to you. Um, I've even heard of some construction crews that don't mobilize their crews until they've seen positive response from 100% of their uh, the locates. And so that's also a great aspect if you're looking to save money on laboring, if, if this project isn't 100% responded to, you, maybe this crew can go help out or do another project that has been 100% responded to. So uh, there's a lot of ways that positive responses improved communication and even efficiencies in the field from uh contracting um, companies.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And we are, we make it a point if we can move the job, if we can go somewhere else and work, then that's what we'll do. Um, so we're trying to make those checks, you know, when they're still at the warehouse in the morning and they haven't mobilized out to the sites yet. Um, but, you know, from an excavator standpoint, the, the time period is tight. Um, mm-hmm. We are on, you know, the the GC's timelines, we're a subcontractor and, and we have, you know, contracted to meet certain deadlines. And um, of course, they're they're gonna look at us. they're not going to be happy with us if we say that we couldn't go excavate that day. So um, we, we be, we're trying to be mindful of that but anytime that we can shift crews around and go elsewhere, then we're going to do that yeah. um, because you know ultimately we want to make sure those utilities are marked because it's the safety of our crews out there in the field um, when they're they're digging if the utility hasn't been marked that we don't want to put them at risk. Um, so it's definitely something that we try to be as proactive as we possibly can.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing about this. Um, my keyword this year, um, I don't know if in my podcasts and my presentations and trainings is communication. Uh, when it comes to A one one you and I could probably get lost in all the legalese of the Oklahoma Underground Facilities Damage Prevention Act. Um, it's a lot of words, and, um, but ultimately, if I can break down the A one one process to, hey, you're an excavator and you want to know where the underground lines are, communicate with the locating partners and let them know that you want to do this through A11 and then the communication returns back. And the better that you can open up that communication with like white lining and positive response and being able to do second notices uh, with some grace, um, those things help that process get so much better. Um, The only thing that's out there um, that we're really working on to improve communication is what's called waste in the system. Um, I didn't um, talk about with this with you before we got pushed the record button, um, but one thing that um, has occurred is um, in Oklahoma, um, legislation has put these two phrases in about um, excessive and un- unreasonable locate requests. And it falls under two categories, non-emergency, emergency requests, which is kind of a no-brainer. Hey, I, it's an emergency and then they come out and that's a new meter install, right? It's not an emergency, there's nobody living there. And then the other one would be excessive updates where the calls originally put in, they say they're gonna be working there for a month and four months later, we're still getting updates on it. And the utilities and the locator partnering companies go out there and they can't see a shovel or move to dirt in a month, right? And so that's opened up um, an opportunity to my knowledge it hasn't happened yet but an opportunity for those member companies who are responding to those excessive and unreasonable locate requests to invoice them for those and so um you and i've already talked a little bit about this but that's something that you guys are committed to also to only have locate requests for areas that you're truly working Mm
1: -hmm. yeah definitely um i mean it's just an efficiency issue. So um it's it's inefficient on both sides and and I think it's honestly fair if the utility company is charging back for that for those excessive because you know they're coming out and they're just having to to do their work over and over again repeatedly. Um you know they should have the right to charge. If I had my guys my crew out just keep going back every single time because the lines weren't marked that was how the law read you couldn't go until they all were marked and i had to just keep going back over and over and over i mean that would be excessive on my side and and inefficient so we look at it from an efficiency standpoint and we are more efficient when all of our jobs are planned and we know where our crews are headed and um, we know we've got the information we need and you know utility locates is just kind of another thing in our toolbox that we have to have you know we've got to have the updated plans we've got to have our utility locates we've got to have our right tools we've got to have our materials. it's just you know another thing that we look at as a necessity to do our job so um yeah i, I think that um i think it's fine that you that oklahoma has made it that way i think hopefully it will um make the entire process more efficient for both sides
0: exactly um I remember on November 1st when I got the phone call because that's when it went into effect and there was one company was like okay I'm ready to start charging people I'm like (laughs) "Ah, I was like I get it there's a lot of noise but we're only one day into this um so I, I explained the process it does help clean up communication I'm hoping that it it'll continue to be barked for a while and not and any bites being made Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually um, it is something that is in those um, member companies toolbox, like you said, to be able to say, okay, enough's enough. Let's uh, don't put any care requests in for this area until you're really working so that I can be where the working is taking place. And I can make sure that I'm not getting second notices on, you know, job site two, when I keep dealing with job site one, that isn't any work over and over and over. So hopefully uh, it continues to clean up and between positive response and cleaning up those excessive locates, I think we're seeing a lot of progress in Oklahoma over the last year anyway. So um, thanks for diving into that with me. Yeah, of course. So um, the unfortunate happens, the damages occur. So um, we already talked about your checklist, pre-excavation. Now, what is your uh, superintendents doing um, before reporting it back to you and what's the process like?
1: Yeah, so when the line is hit, um, of course, like I said, the utility, the company is located and then our company is located. And so what that does internally on our side is it sort of starts this process. um, It goes and we have an extensive warranty tracker system. And so the hit lines are treated as a warranty item and it goes into our warranty tracker um and that creates an email that automatically goes out and it's going out to our top level officials to let them know that we hit a line and you know this is something that we take really seriously um so i'm getting it our safety manager's getting it our chief operations officer is getting it um and we're being made aware that this line was hit and it's kind of got some of the brief details on it there'll be an automated follow-up email from that once that check sheet is completed within about 24 hours that the system kind of runs that through and and it will send us the check sheet and so we can actually just click that link and go right to the check sheet if i wanted to see it sooner i can go dig it up but it just kind of pings us again to say hey remember this hit line Here's this check sheet on it. Here's what happened. Here's the nitty-gritty. Here's your pictures. Here's whether locates were called in, whether it was marked. Um, and we dive right into it. Okay. And um, you know, we're just looking out for for ourselves, um, but we also wanna be a good partner to the utility companies. Um, and so we look to see what was going on here, what what was wrong, were, were the marks just really off or were they not there? We like really wanna figure out what's going on there and why did this happen? Because like I said, I mean, we are digging every single day. And so it just has to be a top priority for us um, to make sure that we look into these things. And if it's something on our end that's causing an excessive amount of hit lines, then we've got to do more training and we've got to dig in on that as well. So um, so when that hit line comes in, that just sort of starts our internal investigation process that we figure out what's going on. Um, and then from there, you know, we sometimes will get that invoice from the utility company. Um, and so once that invoice comes in, Fortunately for us, we've already done that internal investigation and we can we know right off the bat, okay, was this our fault or not? And then that guides our response to that invoice.
0: Perfect. Um, I love that through that, um, two things. You use the word digging so much. I know that that's a big thing. And I don't know if you did it intentionally, but yeah, you dig into this and you dig into that, make sure everything's <laughs> correct. So that uh, made me, um, I, I love that. Second thing, obviously, is the communication side of it. Um, yeah, you take care of it internally, immediately, but like you said, you wanna make sure you're a good partner with the utility companies um, so that we, you can do better at, uh, with communication or whatever the next project is. And that is the important part of it all. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, Be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on Oki811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as safety days or our expo, or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, an Oki811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. So, we kind of talked about um, all the hats you wear with um, your role with the company. Um, I kind of always like to finish up with uh, an understanding of what a 1 means. I know that we kind of talked about it um, high level, um, but with your role and understanding the importance of a 1, do you have one more story to share? One more example of why it's so important for your company?
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, Just overall, the safety of our crew is of utmost importance. Um, We have a a vision statement for our company that we've had for a long time, and that's to be a highly trusted, values-driven, compelling force in the construction industry. And we really stand behind that. We stand behind our values. We want what's best for our employees. Um, and many times I've, I've heard our owner speak and say how, how passionate he is about this and how he never wants to have to make that call to an employee's family. And I mean, safety is just about most important to us. And so 811 is a fantastic tool for our safety,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we we have an, a whole safety team that deals with you know everything from the basics of a, of a hard hat um, to you know other protective gear of you know steel-toed boots. Right. And I really feel like 811 is is that basic tool. I mean, it's just so critical to our industry and to our business. And so um, we are very fortunate um for 811 we it's it's a really easy process for us to follow um but provides invaluable information so um 811 is we're big fans of 811 around here for sure
0: awesome i had a, a story in my po- in in my pocket ready to go in case we needed it but you said everything i could possibly think of about how important 811 is so i appreciate that um i do truly appreciate your time today. We've talked about so much. I hope our listeners um, maybe glean some information off of how your company handles locate okay requests and maybe has some best ideas or best practices that they can use um, for their companies as well. Um, so um, that being said, um, to our listeners, um, if you have questions on um, how a one-on-one process works for you, um, especially on the excavator side, um, reach out to me. Um, something I always say, uh, my role is an ambassador role. Like I want our member companies and their underground facilities to be protected, obviously, right? That's what ABLE One um, is in, is um, created to do. Um, but more importantly, even though that's the direction of the initial communication, more importantly, is making sure that anybody who's doing work around those lines can go back to work the next day and provide for their families and their communities and be the person that they need to be with that job. And so, if an excavation co- company is listening to this and like, hey, maybe I need to get some new ideas, maybe I can look at the process a little bit differently, reach out to me. Um, my email address is easy, it's just the word education at OK11.org. Um, and let me See if we can look at your processes, compare it with others, and uh, make sure that your crews are always being safe um, and utilizing the A11 process as best as possible. So, with that, Alyssa, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing how your company uh, does A11. And I look forward to ta- working with you in the future. Um, maybe you can come over to Oklahoma for our expo uh, coming up in the spring. So, we'll try to make that happen too
1: yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me i i really appreciate it i've enjoyed being a guest today
0: awesome thank you again and with that excavators and other listeners thank you so much for all you do to keep oklahoma safe out there thank you